0: Welcome to Two Sweary Dads, a podcast about parenting and other dadly pursuits. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me as always is Trevor Scott. Hello, hello. Uh, so, for those who might just be joining us, this is kind of our uh, fortnightly chat where we just talk a little bit about uh, our kids and and what we've been doing as parents, and you know, it usually goes off on a tangent into into other directions that that may or may not be kid related. But uh, you know we have or a even
1: parenting of... related,
0: exactly. You know that's, that's the that's the deadly pursuit. Uh, so you know if you are just joining us, welcome, welcome to the show. And uh, but we do we do have a couple of topics we're going to talk about this week. But I thought before we went on to those, uh, you know, it's been a couple of weeks since we've spoken. Uh, what's been what's been going on with you and your family, Trevor?
1: Um, what has been going on? Uh, we've actually just, um, enrolled James in Kinder.
0: Uh-huh. So yeah, because he's, what, he's four and a
1: bit? Four and a bit. Yeah, So, he starts Kinder next Thursday.
0: Wow. That's sort of a, that's a big, a big leap for both him and you as parents. Like, how long? Because has he been in daycare at all?
1: No, not at all. No, so, so this is, yep. We took him down to the um. To the daycare centre this morning, just to have a bit of a walk around and, um, have a bit of a chat to the teacher. Yep. And things seem to go really well there. He seemed to absolutely love it. He was out, um, running around in the playground with with my wife, yep. Um, while I was inside talking to the kinder teacher. Uh huh. And they're a very play based, um, curriculum. So oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, we've um, kind of talked
0: about that a bit before and about how that's the sort of the sort of thing that we think is, you know, positive for kids.
1: But in chatting to her, like um, she actually said, well, there's there's quite a few schools around the area that also uh, have a play based sort of feel to them as well. Yeah. And it turns out that our local school, Manchester Primary School, um, literally has a play based prep in um, grade one. Oh, that's good. So that's awesome. um, It's not only the village school around here anymore that actually has the play based learning. It's um, it comes into our local local school as well. Oh yeah,
0: well actually, I think that Evelyn does too. Our local, so uh, um, or at least to some degree. So yeah, it's definitely it's definitely becoming becoming more popular. You know, obviously up to a certain age to just to just sort of do the play based curriculum, and because you know kids at that age, they're not ready to just sit down for you know even half an hour and. And learn, you know, words off a board or letters or numbers or whatever, right? Like the three misspelting cars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, they, you know, they learn through doing. They learn through sensation and socializing, and you know, you can you can definitely make games and things out of that that teach them numbers and letters and shapes whatever, whatever. and. But even that, like, and... you know, particularly in kinder, they don't even necessarily need to be learning that like in a in a kind of thorough way at this point. Um obviously, you know, you do games that involve that sort of thing, but it it doesn't have to be like, you know, there's not gonna be a test at the end, right?
1: No. In in talking to the Kinder teacher, she was actually talking more about the sort of things that they do throughout the kind the kinder year is just get them emotionally and socially ready for for a more longer day and like if they don't think they're ready socially or emotionally then mm, they'll, they'll recommend might. to actually stay down yeah if they need to yeah yeah um, mainly Cause how, because because
0: how long a day is it
1: um well he's going to be there from from like between seven and eight and probably finishing about six so it's a very long day Oh okay so, because it's the combined yeah it's like it's combined long day care and kinder. and kinder kinder yeah. somewhat starts at 9 and goes through for a number of hours like 3 or 4 hours or something um yeah. um it's actually a bit longer because it's because it's a long day care um two days actually covers the 15 hours a week Oh so, yeah okay um yeah. because the the state government thing says that you know you're supposed to be doing um 15 hours a week for for kinder to be um recognised so yep. they can move forward into into primary school yeah um, yeah we'll, we'll what be looking at later on of- is going to a going to a 3 day 3 day day care at least but for the right. moment we've only got the the two days that we've got available to us
0: yeah of course yeah yeah okay so that's going to be when you, when um your wife is working
1: Pretty much she'll just um, say, oh, look, I'm available to work on Thursday, Friday, and whatever. Whatever other days it comes out to be. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
0: Yeah, well, we'll probably do something similar with Taz next year, because he's in daycare two days a week now. Of course, without the kinder component, because um, he's only three. But, uh, but yeah. He's
1: probably year. in pre-kinder, though.
0: Uh, I don't know that they do any specific curriculum. Okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's only just turned three, like... I don't think they do that yet. Maybe they'll start it this year. I'm not sure. Uh, Maybe they will. Yeah. Maybe they won't. But we're trying to figure out whether we keep him where he is, or, um, or find somewhere that's gonna just that does that kinder and pre and all pre-kinder stuff a little bit better. You know. Uh, So
1: where is he at the moment?
0: He's at two different places. So, uh, at uh, on Mondays he's uh, at a place called Siri. Childcare, which is actually where Erica works, like it's the, the, the childcare that her company also runs. Okay, um, and then he quite likes that one. I think he likes the teacher. Uh, well, he likes both teachers, but uh, he talks about the teacher there a lot, and he's he's got a f- um, a friend there who he's quite close with, which is nice. Um, and it's sort of a maybe a bit of a calmer, smaller group. And then on Thursday, he's at another one uh, close by, which I kind of remember the name of, but um which it's just a bit of a bigger group sort of some kids who are maybe a little bit older and um he he likes it there too but it definitely took him longer to sort of warm up to that one he you know for the first month or so you know the first 5 6 weeks you know he was crying when we left and periodically throughout the day <laughs> and then would burst into tears when we got there you know but uh, he's past that now and he he has pretty pretty good days and
1: he just um, goes has a good time Okay, Dad. Fuck off. <laughs> pretty much,
0: pretty much. You walk in the door and he, you know, he's still a little bit hesitant, particularly at the Thursday one, but he's happy and he, he kind of yeah, he doesn't look back, <laughs>
1: <laughs> or he does, and it's like half an hour later and he goes, oh yeah, that's right, that looked already, yeah, Yay! pretty much,
0: <laughs> yeah, he's busy off playing in the sandpit or painting or whatever. He has a good time. Um, and he's got a he's got at least one friend there who, who he looks forward to seeing as well. He, um He's definitely a boy who makes better friends with girls than other boys. Um, okay. Which isn't... I don't know. I was... I don't know about you. I was actually the same when I was young. Uh, I don't know what it was specifically, but I found I got on better with girls than boys.
1: Uh, in kinder, probably, I got along with both sexes. Yeah. Um. There's lots of photos with me and this one girl who I ended up, like... Becoming friends with again many many years later, probably ran grade four or five because she happened to be around the tennis club that I was yeah. playing at at the time. Yeah, but then like very soon after, after kinder, it was all boys all the time, and that's mm. when I, I, probably another two years later, and I I met a, a really good friend, Paul. <laughs> right.
0: Um. Yeah. He. Yeah. He's got a lot of. I was going to say girlfriends. It's obviously not what I meant in that, in that term. It's friends who are girls that he gets along with. Um, and in fact, I try to keep away from... Because, you know, you, there there is this tendency for people to go, oh, like, they're really good friends. Like, you know, maybe you'll get married one day or something. It's, it's like, come on, they're three, you know? Um, and I mean, it's sort of, it's all right. It's mostly to not do it in front of kids like because i don't want to color their relationship and how they feel about their relationship this early like obviously they don't even necessarily understand the connotations of that but um yeah it's just it's just a matter of of being careful around that to not to not automatically turn a boy girl relationship into something that has to be you know a relationship a relationship yeah (laughs) rather than just a friendship you know Particularly because they're three. <laughs> um,
1: and sex is certainly not on the mind until at least, what, four? You know, five? Yeah, it's a couple <laughs> of years away yet. Yeah, three and a half after <laughs> the
0: talk. Um,
1: <laughs> well, puberty's so s- getting earlier and earlier, isn't it? With all these hormones <laughs> do, and shit that they, they put in, say, the, in the food.
0: Say. Is that what it is? <laughs> That's uh, all the steroids. Right, the steroids for the chickens. <laughs> Human growth KFC. hormones and
1: shit that they put oh, in yeah. the KFC chicken.
0: Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. The GMOs and, you know, it's a wonder that we don't have glowing testicles from the <laughs> phosphorus. You're saying glow? <laughs> <laughs> well, only when I'm horny.
1: <laughs> That's right, then. That. and I thought I was weird. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so, from testicles to what we created from from them some years ago, uh, back to kinder. Uh, you mentioned to me earlier that you sort of had some thoughts around, um, like ki- like the supervision around kids and and just uh, like when they go to kinder. That it's sort of strange to think of them just there running about and not necessarily having the supervision that you're used to them having. Well,
1: actually, kinder is fine. Kinder, actually, they've got ratios and those sort of things that they have to adhere to outside. And um, I've learned all about that because my wife is in childcare now. Of course. However, when they they get to school, like I'm starting to remember when I was a kid, you know, you go out to the playground, and you're literally running around, running riot. There's, like, the occasional teacher that comes past, but other than that, you're left to your own devices. Mm. And that's from, like, prep. Yeah, like, this now, is
0: five-year-olds.
1: Five-year-olds running around to play equipment, minimal fencing keeping them in this one area. But yeah. I, I suppose the mentality of kids is like, oh, there's a playground, let's just play on this.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's many kids that would just go running um, or, like, try to... I mean, generally, there must be at least a low fence or something. Like, it's not just yeah. a road nearby, you know, oh. um, with nothing in between, but...
1: I, I'm I'm picturing, like, the primary school I went to the exact okay. same way it was when I was in primary school. Yeah. And, yes, it had about a, you know... Well, for a kid, it had a head height. Yeah. Especially prep. But, um... For, you know, adults, it's only, like, waste time. Waste height, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, that was similar to mine. That was similar, but but mine. that's fine. Like, that's kind of... It's at least enough that... Because, you know, I think there, there obviously are still teachers, and I think particularly around where the younger kids are playing, they must have at least sort of... The patrols are slightly more frequent. <laughs> um, you know, swinging their baton. <laughs> Nobody's going to get into trouble. Um, (laughs) That at least it's. They can't just run out onto a road. They have to. They'll notice them climbing up on the fence and trying to get over and maybe have some time to yell at them to stop or run after them or whatever. Um, But you're right. Like, yeah, you don't think of it then, but. Like, when I think of a five year old, like, that's still a really little kid. Um, And yeah, to think of just like 30 of them. (laughs) in this one area, and (laughs) and not not necessarily supervised or watched at all times, or head counts going on, or whatever. It's it is kind of scary as a parent. Well, especially
1: nowadays, we all seem to be sort of helicopter y. You know, hanging around our kids when we when we're down to the playground or anything like that.
0: uh, And actually, one thing I hate about the way I parent is the amount of times I tell my kids to be careful in a day. Not just in a day, in an hour. In an hour of time I spend with them. My reflex every time they do almost anything is to say, be careful. And I, I actually hate it because I feel like, I mean, it's not this necessarily this direct a thing because for one, they don't fucking listen to me. But <laughs> um, it's sort of, it feels like I'm turning them into these like ultra cautious, like overly cautious paranoid kids about doing anything that might. Her to break anything. Now, as I said, they don't fucking listen, so it's that's not happening. But I still find myself saying it, and it. I kind of, I kind of hate that I do that in a way, you know.
1: But but um, then again, given that you know you've said be careful with your sisters around, and then your son is suplexed one off the couch, you know, it's sort of like.
0: I mean, it happens. I mean, part of the problem is th- there's I think, a reason
1: why you do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's but it's a good pro- reason.
0: I think the issue is as well that that must. hearing me say that must have just become background noise for them now. Um, It
1: means nothing, Dad. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Like, I've cried wolf so many times that when I say be careful, they're just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Nothing's going to happen. And I mean, and the the thing is, most of the time nothing happens, right? Because, you know, they're fairly stable kids and even if Taz is jumping off couches and stuff, most of the time it's fine. Mm. Um, And as much as as much as I want them to as much as I want to be able to control them sometimes if I don't want them jumping off couches I also don't want him to be the sort of kid that's too scared to jump off couches right like that's sort of part of being a kid is being is is being able to be rowdy and and jump off things and climb things and you know um so, so yeah I I am you- sort of trying to pull back on that a bit when I when I catch myself doing it
1: You talking about um, jumping off couches and that sort of stuff just reminded me, when my parents um, had me, it was the early 80s, obviously, given that I was born in 1980, Um, they had these things called Mad Pads. They were were the 70s couch thing that were literally just like, almost like single mattresses that were just arranged to, to create like a couch. Okay, like um, stacked, stacked. Yeah, so two stacked on on each other, and then one at the back for like okay. a back support sort of thing. Yeah, and they had two of them, and you could sort of move them around, and we created forts and stuff like that. Of course, yeah. We used to like jump off at my parents' place. We had a um, like two steps leading down into a what we called the downstairs, which was just a sort of like, reset,
0: a, like a inset sort of area, like yeah, lo- a slightly lowered. What have you? There's a there's a name for it. It was like it a
1: rec room or a family room sort of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. A couple steps down,
1: but anyway, we set the mat pads up <laughs> down the bottom of the stairs and just jump off the top and just yeah. yeah, launch ourselves onto these onto these awesome awesome mattresses. Mum, mum, and dad loved them for many years, but they started going sort of a bit weird because they were just foam. Like it wasn't. Yeah, they weren't like I a can mattress. Picture it, I think. Yeah, with springs or anything like that. It was just literally these float these foam, foam blocks. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking. I wish my parents would have had that now because, you know, it'd be awesome for, for our kids to be able to do the same thing. But then yeah. I think, would I really want my son jumping off of from stairs onto these foam pads and going, oh, there's a concrete floor under there. Be very careful.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's it. Yeah, there's always a hard floor on the, on the other side. But yeah, Taz is, you know, we can't keep the, the cushions on our couches because... Taz pulls them off and he's jumping on them and he's making stepping stones out of them and, you know, bounding from one to the other or flipping. The girls have started somersaulting and <laughs> jumping around now. Like, they they don't quite jump off things, but they're climbing on things all the time. Yep. Um, Jesus, like, today, Arden was managing to get the remote on, like, basically the highest shelf of our shelves next to our TV by standing on the um, like armrest of the couch and reaching, I was like, "Holy crap! Like, this, this girls <laughs> aren't babies anymore. They're just like they're top climbing, and they fucking love the remotes.
1: Oh, all kids love remotes.
0: <sighs> yeah, remotes and phones. Like the first thing they go for when they get up in the morning is Erica's phone,
1: <laughs> and they
0: just sit there poking at it and, until it locks itself. And yeah,
1: well, it's even scarier when James just picks up picks up a phone enters in the code and just starts playing with it it's like oh that's right He he watched me put in the code and he just knows it now yeah yeah <laughs> he saw girl- me that one time just out of the corner <laughs> of his eye now he knows it that's <laughs>
0: funny you know what taz hasn't figured that out like he'd know it he'd be like if he watched i'm sure he'd know it he knows his numbers pretty well but we haven't sort of we haven't showed him or taught him that that's how you get into the phone and do anything with it
1: well, we've got two iPads that look very similar, right? Uh, of both course, the iPad threes. Yeah. Um, one's got one code and one's got the other. Yeah, <laughs> and the one that he usually, that James usually ends up using, has a code that he knows. Yeah, and so it, he'll he'll punch in the code, you know, quite easily and it won't even need any any sort of prompting. Yeah, um, it's usually around lunchtime. He goes, "Can I have the iPad?" And I was like, oh, "Okay, you can have it while you have lunch." And He'll punch in punch in the values and <laughs> then sort of be off watching ugh, all sorts of weird videos on on YouTube, all <laughs> kids' videos. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Most of the time, you don't even need to watch him because if he doesn't like something, he just switches it off straight away. Right. But the other day, that was out of power, so he asked for the iPad. I gave him the other iPad, and he sat there just trying to enter in the values. Right. And like he he literally had it locked for like a minute and rather than you know waiting for the minute and and trying it again oh of um, course he's, he, he's ca- he came up to me and said Oh not working and i had a look and I'm like ah so he doesn't know the code on this one which is good <laughs> but i literally sat there and said oh it's it's broken for a minute we're just gonna have to wait and he goes okay when and sit down and he's just eating his lunch and just waiting for me and and he came out probably 30 seconds later and was like working yet <laughs> it was just sort of like oh, close it's, it'll be working in another not i said another minute so we went down and about 30 seconds later he came out again and i'd already unlocked it and i was like guys i said yep yeah, it's all working again now went and sat sat off turned it off again turned back on and tried giving it to me to put put the code <laughs> in so that he actually knew And i'm like oh oh
0: he, so he's getting clever <laughs> he's, he's getting like, clever he, he wants he just to watch like, you do oh. it
1: put in code (laughs) it's like oh (laughs) yeah I'm not doing it in front of you so I I turned it around and and did it and he just he obviously realised I wasn't going to fall for that
0: (laughs) yeah that's funny yeah they sort of they start to try to start trying to fool you on these things
1: oh yeah they're smarter than what you think
0: yeah um so on a on a slightly different topic uh and I guess on my week I um went out to a concert last night uh, yes. For the first Hailstorm. time, yeah, that's it. Hailstorm from the US uh, with devil skin. Now, see, I don't know if it's devil skin or devil's kin. I assume that that's sort of the plan words they're going for, but like, I don't actually know how they like to pronounce it. I think it's devil skin. Yeah. Um, but I was amused while thinking of that that I was like, oh, it could go two ways. And did, uh, did you
1: literally spend half the concert and realise I've just not listened to half of this concert because I was just thinking it's yeah, Devilskin? Devilskin Devilskin. Devil's devil's <laughs> Dev
0: Ilskin. It's like just a guy called Dev. <laughs> Dev Ilskin.
1: He's a game developer. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um It was a really good show if I haven't been out to a To that sort of uh, profile gig in a while, as in that sort of uh, high profile gig, you know, international band and stuff. Um, So that was really cool. I was there by myself, but because nobody else wanted to spend the money. Well, I don't think anyone else listens to them, so did I know. I don't. Um, They're good. You should listen to them. But uh, so the the front woman of Hailstorm, Lizzie Hale, um, was telling a bit of a story to lead into a song. And I hadn't realized this, but the drummer in the band is her little brother and they started the band when they when she was 13 and her brother was 10 oh and, god <laughs> yeah and i mean it probably wasn't called hailstorm then and they probably weren't miss you know like, writing their own music and stuff necessarily but it's not like they were touring then but um like that's sort of where it started but she was talking about how her parents or their parents just really supported them through it all and even though you know, she's found out in recent years that they were basically scared shitless that this is what they wanted to do as a you know, with their lives, sort of thing, but um but you know, supported them through it and, and that was nice and it it led into a song that she does um it's called Dear Daughter, which is um to her future daughter that she doesn't have yet, but about just you know, following your dreams and that sort of stuff. It's a nice yep. it's you know, one of those uh um you know, slower, slower nicer songs in between the fucking hard rock heavy metal. Um so that was cool. But anyway, it got me thinking. I was like, oh jeez, like it's not far off before like my kids will be, you know, uh, like we've talked you and I have talked about this before, like yeah. It'd be awesome if our kids were in bands. Um because we were in we we were or are in bands ourselves and we know how much fun it is and um Yeah, you know, we want that for our kids and also obviously just living vicariously through them a bit and seeing what they do and getting them involved in that sort of stuff. So I started talking to Taz about it this morning because I wanted to listen to some Hailstorm and I put it on and he was complaining because he wanted wheels on the bus. So to distract him him, and because I've been thinking about it, um, I sort of started saying like, oh, like I, I saw this band last night, like I was at a concert, you know, do you know what a concert is? It's when, you know, a band, you know, they've written music and they go up and they play in front of people and, and he was taking it all in. I was like really happy with that and he sort of, um, I think it was actually him that prompted and sort of said like, oh, like, can we do that? Cause, and he's been a bit into doing shows lately. Like, um, I think it's ever since we saw the um, Amazing Drumming Monkeys because oh, yeah. uh, they come out from behind a curtain at the beginning. So, whenever he's... He'll, like, hide behind the curtains and go, the show's starting. And then, like, open it up. And sometimes he's <laughs> literally one of the drumming monkeys, he'll tell us. um, Usually Congo, not Bongo, for some reason. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he started... I sort of started saying, yeah, you're like, yeah, like, you know, maybe you can be in a band with your sisters. Like, you know, I was telling him about the different people... You know what? What the different people in the band do and stuff. And I was saying, you know, what do you want to do? And he said, "Oh, play guitar." And I said, "Oh, okay. Who's going to sing?" He's like, "Oh, me." And I said, "Yeah, okay. You can, you can play guitar and sing." It's like, who's going to play the drums? He's like, "Oh, me." I'm like, "Okay, you can't do, all the all of those things. Like maybe one of your sisters can <laughs> could play the drums." <laughs> um, and so it ended up being that he would, like we we came to the point where he was going to play guitar and sing, and um, I think we said Arden was going to be on bass and. Imogen on the drums. Um, but I said, <laughs> I asked him what what he wants to, like, what would his band be called? And he said, Rock and Roll Dino. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I realized that he's got a shirt, like, he's got a t shirt that has Rock and Roll Dino on it. So, and I told him, you yeah. know, that that was what the sort of music was called, sort of thing. So he'd made that connection. Um, and so I'm like, okay, that's pretty funny. That's pretty awesome. Um, but, but I go to, because of course we live in the 21st century, I go to tweet it, um, yep. which I know that you saw because you liked it, thank you. Um, <laughs> <you've>, <laughs> because you know some of this story. But um, I go to tweet it and I realize, and I looked this up later and there's there's actually like all these campaigns and stuff for it. There's no dinosaur emoji. Because um, at the end of my tweet about what he was going to name his band, I was going to do like the heavy metal you know, hand. And a dinosaur, and I'm like, "How is there no fucking dinosaur emoji?" So anyway, I, I told him this, and I said, "There's a dragon emoji," and he's like, "Oh, I'll be rock and roll dragon." Um, <laughs> so I tweeted that as well, and I put, so and I put you know heavy metal hands and the dragon. But he's looking at, he sees me typing, and he sees the emoji board. He's like, "Oh, I want to be rock and roll mushroom," because <laughs> he just He'd seen a mushroom there. And like, okay, I guess you're rock and roll mushroom then. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but then you put the dragon after it.
0: <laughs> I did. Well, it's funny because I put the dragon after it just, just to be funny kind of thing. But later on, I I found out he was telling Erica later in the day that his band is going to be Rock and Roll Mushroom Dragon. Um, so, I don't know if he saw that or if he just decided that it actually went well together. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I thought that was pretty great. like, And I am looking forward to them, you know... Doing music and hopefully they will do some stuff together. And whether it's a rock band or whatever, you know, I, I'm sure that uh, that he'll get interested in something. Particularly because, you know, I play music and sing a lot and Erica got me a new ukulele for Christmas, so... Yeah. Get back into that a bit.
1: Well, um, Bianca, my wife, my lovely wife, she told me a story yesterday mm-hmm. of... I finally worked out why we had kids she goes okay i i came home i went to the bathroom and then realized oh crap there's no toilet paper so she yelled out for james to come yep and he came to the room and she said oh there's no toilet paper can you go get me some and then he walks over and we've got this little toilet paper holder he opens it up and goes oh nothing in there And it's like and he goes he quickly goes to the um Goes out and then we've got a we've got a hallway cupboard, and he goes in there, and she goes no 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 it's in it's in the kitchen and she hears him run down to the kitchen, she hears this big sort of thump which is it uh, falling over and like (laughs) I was like good he's actually got it (laughs) he comes walking in like carrying this massive thing, and like the whole like the
0: whole the whole the whole bag 20 rolls rolls or or whatever it is yeah
1: and um. He puts it down. And he goes, "It's not open." <laughs> basically, she um she then opened it up for him, and she goes to to get one. He goes, "No, I'll do it." Picks ah. up picks up the first one, puts it in the toilet roll holder. Picks up, puts all three in, puts the lid back on, puts one up on the up on the um up on the toilet roll holder, and he goes, "All oh, done." And she goes. Thanks, James. He goes, "You're welcome," and just walks off. <laughs> it was like she could. I come home a little bit later, and she just goes, "I've worked out exactly why we have kids. He, they can get shit for us." Totally,
0: totally. I haven't tested Taz yet, but I'm pretty sure he could get me a beer.
1: <laughs> okay, I like two fingers of tequila. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Start teaching him cocktails. Definitely. <laughs> Uh, so there was another topic we were going to talk about this week um, that's Sort of related to Some stuff that happened to me um, And that topic Is
1: death Death The Grim Reaper
0: The Grim Reaper um, And kids doo, doo, doo,
1: doo, doo, doo. <laughs> I don't know Blue, blue <laughs> oestical, blue oestical. <laughs> Don't fear the reaper
0: More cowboy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: don't 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 don't.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we got a message on our. We've sort of got a, a Facebook group message for our family, and uh, the message was that my parents' dog Bailey, was not looking good, and the, I, I thought they were going to take him to the vet. I I realised that they'd sort of just said that they were going to assess him later in the day um and he actually ended up not dying that day he was but he was looking pretty sick so anyway we thought he was going to die <laughs> cuz it sounded like it was worse than it was yeah. um and so we thought all right well, let's sort of see how Taz reacts to this and um it's not his first brush with death well not he like he hasn't had a brush with death necessarily <laughs> but like um a- mum and dad had a cat that had died a few months earlier um and so you know we'd sort of talked to him about how that meant that you know tia the cat wasn't going to be around anymore and you know was, wasn't breathing anymore and wasn't alive anymore and that meant nobody would see them and so yeah uh you know and he kind of took that in his stride and he mentioned it a couple times here mm-hmm. and there but uh we thought all right let's sort of sit him down and, and have a discussion about this and so we told him you know Looks like Bailey might die today, and you know, do you know what that means? And sort of explained it to him again, and um, asked him whether he wanted to go and play, like see him one last time. And he said no. I I think he was maybe he was probably a little bit disconcerted by the seriousness of the discussion. I don't think it was necessary that he. I don't think he was particularly freaked out or anything. You know, I think he was more freaked out by the way we were talking about it than the actual subject matter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, we sort of, we had that discussion with him and, and told him, and, you know, because I think it's important, you know, he's pretty young, but he's starting to understand these sorts of concepts. But I said, uh, I said, you know, oh, well, okay, we won't go seeing. him, but do you want to, do you want to, maybe you can draw a picture of him, you can draw a picture of him for, for Nani, which is what we call my mum. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay. He says, can we draw a picture of a dyed Bailey? By which he means a dead oh, Bailey. Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, maybe we'll just draw a picture of him. What are they, playing. Flies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's that? That's where he shit himself when he died.
1: <laughs> See, when you That's... die, you what's lose this? full control of your able
0: this co- What's this coming out of his mouth? That's his dying breath, Daddy. <laughs> what's it's his... this? That's it's his... the stab wound. That's his soul. <laughs> Why does it have demon eyes? <laughs> um,
1: what's the ha- what's the haunting figure behind it? That's the Grim Reaper, Daddy. Don't fear the Reaper. Wait, don't, he's behind you now, Daddy. <laughs>
0: he's been following you around for days. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, none of that. He he drew like three circles for the head and. The neck. He draws like a huge neck on his people, and then tiny yep. dots, dots for eyes on it, and it's, like seven legs. So that was the picture he drew. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know that if when he gives it to Nani, it's going to be that's dead Bailey. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, probably. <laughs>
0: He's not actually even dead. Um, but yeah, so uh, funnily enough, well, I was going to say, have you have you sort of had to talk to James about anything around like well
1: here's the thing like when when my parents dog Marnie died Marnie and Arnie (laughs) um but when Marnie died he was only just one so wasn't Mm. quite old enough um Bianca's um cousin had a daughter who died in fact she died the morning of our engagement party Right. but so we haven't really had to deal with a lot of this within within the last couple of years i mean the the family's had a lot of quite a bit of tragedy but nothing nothing really since mm. um even even when my gran died like he was only one then so yeah almost almost about to turn two but yet again still not able to no that's still to sort of comprehend at that stage so we haven't had to tackle that yet I'm certainly not looking forward to to tackling it it sounds like you you guys had a had a good idea on how to actually um tackle it and try to keep it in the serious and not not dumb it down but um yeah
0: yeah and we we obviously you know we're not believers in any sort of afterlife or anything so we definitely didn't talk about going to heaven or anything like that it was literally just uh it means the fact says we know it yeah it means that they're not Going to be living anymore, they're not going to move again, and we're not going to be able to, like, we nobody's going to be able to see them again, sort of thing. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was you know, and I think that's fine, like, it's it's sort of putting it in terms that that he will understand, you know, he understands about seeing and not seeing, like, that's enough, you know, that's sort of enough there, and you know, has some he probably does, doesn't actually have enough of an understanding of time and never you know the concept of never to really necessarily understand sort of the the depth of that but um but I think it's enough you know that he sort of gets some idea
1: so here's how you explain never so think about a time before you were born <laughs> 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 and yeah. multiply that by infinity <laughs>
0: Not sure that would go down well with a three-year-old. <laughs> What's infinity, <laughs> Daddy? Oh fuck.
1: Okay, so take an eight and turn it on its side. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the symbol for infinity. A, draw a like circ- eight.
0: Draw a circle. Start here and keep moving your finger around it until you get to the end.
1: <laughs> keep, Thirty years like, get to the end yet? Oh.
0: You'll get it soon. You'll understand the concept. <laughs> Um, So, I mean, on on a sort of, well, on a quite related note, um, uh, we'd also noticed that recently a lot of Taz's games have involved killing and killing something or someone, you know, generally imaginary, which is good. Um, He talks a lot about monsters. Usually they're friendly monsters. Often he's still killing them for some reason, which is a little worrying, at least if they were bad monsters you know you could understand it but so you know I kind of had a similar discussion around that because and I wasn't sure about this one because a lot of the reading I've done has said that that you know on the sort of play based learning that particularly around tip difficult subjects like death and stuff kids do sort of process them through their play yep but at the same time I don't want these games to always be focusing on killing, right? Like, spe- not even just on death, but specifically on killing. Um, and so I did have a little bit of a chat with him about sort of, you know, um, you know, that we shouldn't talk about killing all the time and, and sort of what killing means and, and that it's a very sad thing. And Because I think he did maybe say something about killing one of us or someone we know, like someone who's real yep and we sort of said like no well that you know that would be terrible because that would mean that you know their 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 mummy and daddy would never get to see them again ever and like everyone they love would never get to see them again ever and they'll be really sad and sort of thing. so um, I'm not sure he got it he sort of he did seem a little uh affected by it so you know maybe a little bit of it got through he was putting out his little sad lip, but I think he was just doing that because I kept saying the word "sad," and he was so he was sort of looking sad. But it wasn't in a mm-hmm. sort of it wasn't in a mocking way. It was in sort of a semi-season. and it wasn't you really
1: telling him off. It was more no, no, not at a all serious conversation.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I don't think it was. He didn't think it was being told off. No.
1: Um,
0: so yeah, anyway, now, I, was, when you're
1: 15 if, or older, every single game that you're going to play is going to be... Well, this yet.
0: is the thing, like. <laughs> Well, and not even that, because sure, okay, like, games before then, you know, we're probably not, not going to let him let him play games. I mean, oh, he'll probably be before 15, to be honest, but, like, that have actual guns and shooting and blood. But even things like Mario and stuff, right? Like, you're killing things, kind of. Yep. You're jumping on their heads and they're dying, basically. Um, like, how else do you sort of even talk about that like what sort of terms do you use uh so yeah like that's actually one of the reasons one of the reasons i was a little because erica was erica was sort of a bit firmer on like oh no like we don't play games about killing and part of me um wanted to soften that a bit because of what i said previously about you know working things out through play but part of it was well like if i start getting into video games like most of them are going to involve the idea of destruction of a being right like however you want to talk about that you know sure you're not going to it's not going to be realistic but there are opponents and you defeat them
1: <laughs> so um, this is a game called grand theft auto five <laughs> see i'm going to walk up behind this guy and fucking bang this guy is dead yeah. so notice how not He's not had the moving. Blood pools. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, let's have a serious discussion about why this person isn't moving. <laughs> yeah, so any- anyway, it was interesting. I, uh, he hasn't, uh, at least not all of his games are about death. Like, it has been more often, but it's not a, you know, it's not a worrying obsession or anything. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's just it's just something, you know, it's one of those things you deal with as a parent, right?
1: I don't think we've had to deal with that with James yet, but... Then again, his, his games are usually to do with cars. Right. And them driving around and
0: Yeah, see like. so at least cars. But then again,
1: they're falling they're falling off cliffs and all this sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, but so. at
0: least it's not Because, like, yeah, Taz plays with cars too and they'll, you know, run into things and crash and stuff, but uh, this sort of it's it's a bit different of destruction versus death. Yeah. The concept. Um, um Although going by the new cars teaser. Not the most recent one. I haven't actually watched that, but there was a big... I
1: watched the most recent one. Yeah, it's not as...
0: As dark as the, as the not initial as thing was. It's not what, no, as what that's, the initial teaser that's looks. what I'd heard. Um, but yeah, that initial tease, there was a bit of internet um, outrage. Well, not quite outrage, but just discussion around the fact that it basically made it seem like Lightning Queen was going to be killed. Um, and yeah, when you're talking about the Cars universe, the difference between wrecking your car and the concept of death is blurred mm-hmm. a little bit. <laughs>
1: um what I'm what I'm seeing that um Cars three could almost be related to is Rocky three.
0: Okay. I haven't seen where, any of the Rocky movies.
1: Where, you know, he he sort of has a bit of a setback at the at the start and then um comes back to the fight at the end. That's what it seems to be that it's going to be about. That, you know, they keep on saying that he's too old. So it could be, uh, well, technically any yeah. of the Rocky movies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after yeah, two. yeah. I,
0: I, from what I've <laughs> heard, and I I tend to stay away from from trailers. I know that the, the, even the new one's supposed to just be a teaser, but yeah, I, I, I haven't seen it, but I have heard some stuff around there's p- apparently a basically a millennial car that's getting some backlash from people um on, on the way that it's being talked about
1: Yeah, whatever yeah I'm sure that I'm sure that it'll be um better than what everyone says Cars 2 was but I don't know James absolutely yeah, loves Cars 2 yeah too, so. I mean
0: Cars 2 <laughs> I mean I think Cars 2 was just much more of a kids movie for Pixar like Pixar is pretty good in the way that it appeals to all ages, in general. Mm -hmm. And I think Cars 2 just did that a bit less. And I mean, Cars 1 to a degree, uh, though Cars 1 was a much better film.
1: But then again, Cars 1 did steal from Doc Hollywood, so...
0: (laughs) I mean, sort of. I don't think Doc Hollywood was the first to do that sort of story either, necessarily. Like, there are certain cliches or tropes around the big city person coming into a town and you know
1: and getting locked up and getting asked to do something and then you know learning to stay there. Well,
0: maybe. <laughs> anyway. There's definitely some similarities. And cars no. probably would have been better with Michael J. Fox. Oh would have been Most <laughs> things most things would.
1: Um <laughs> most things will be better with Michael J. Fox.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Get a little Fox in there. Mickey J. Uh just on um well, animated films. I th- believe that both uh your family and my family have seen Moana in the past couple of weeks, the latest
1: Disney film. Yes. Uh what were your thoughts on that? It was absolutely amazing. <laughs> um <laughs> probably the best the best like Disney film I've seen in a long time yeah yeah I agree Um,
0: definitely Uh, I feel like Disney but but
1: then again I look at some of the previous ones that I really like like Tangled and Wreck-It Ralph and I'm like okay maybe it's not the best in a long time but it's it's It's, right up there yeah for me it's much better than Frozen
0: this is the thing yeah and we've talked about this on the podcast before so I won't go too much into the previous ones but you know, Disney, and pro- uh, I mean, probably coincides very closely with John Lasseter taking over the whole animation division of Disney, but um, mm-hmm. he has really stepped up its game in the past few years, starting with around Tangled, I think, and yeah, Tangled, Wreck It Row. Frozen, yeah, I agree. Frozen's overrated, I feel. Um, I was putting some Disney music on the other day with the kids in the morning because, well, because. I wanted to listen to the Moana soundtrack because we've been listening to it pretty much non-stop because the songs are fucking awesome. Um, and you and I are both Lin Manuel Miranda fans who wrote very more much music, so, so uh, you know it, it's uh, yeah. We we sort of are, are aware of how good it was going to be, or, or we're looking forward to hearing it. And uh, yeah, it pretty much it pretty much lived up to it. The music's really really good, but well, um, you know the because- sound. Tr- oh, go on.
1: Yeah, because because Bianca didn't really know what it was about, it actually took a trailer to to talk her into, into watching it. What took me into w- wanting to watch it was Lin-Manuel Miranda, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I mean, that helped you
0: know, the, me to, like... Um, yeah, I, I'd heard really good things about it. And just the fact that they apparently sort of did their due diligence and, and worked with, um, you know, people from the sort of the polynesian community and 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 stuff um on on a lot of the cultural things which is good um you know a female main character i was incredibly pleased when watching it to find that there wasn't a romance plot for
1: the main character or at all um and thing is it wasn't missing either
0: no, and it didn't need it at all. Like, I'm I'm really, really glad that they didn't try to shoehorn that in there because it was perfect without it. Like it just was not necessary for the story, for her journey or their journey. Like, yeah. And that's sort of somewhat unprecedented for Disney, right? Like particularly yeah. you know, this is ostensibly I they're probably gonna call it a princess movie. Um, cause, I don't mean, know. Technically, she's a princess. I guess she's like the daughter of she's the a, chieftain.
1: She's a chief. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, but for it not to involve a romance in some way is sort of unprecedented. So I was really, I was yeah, really happy with that. And, and just the movie in general, really funny, great music. But yeah, what else? Um, who gonna would s- have
1: thought that Dwayne the Rock Johnson could <laughs> could sing? S- not only sing but rap.
0: Yeah, he did it well.
1: Um, if you haven't if you haven't heard it, go to YouTube. Just type in, you're welcome. You're welcome. And, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome.
0: Uh, yeah, I was going to say that. So, we finished the Moana soundtrack and just thought, all right, well, I'll put, you know, I'll go back to the previous music, Disney music I'll put Frozen on. And we listened to some of that. And I was like... You know what? The music's just... It's fine. Um, there are some good songs. I quite like uh, Do You Want to Build a Snowman. That's probably my favorite one on there, actually. Mm. Uh, Let It Go is overrated. Like, there are some good moments in it, but as a whole, I feel like it's overrated. Uh, there And there's a lot of dead... Like, there's a lot of filler in there. Like, the Ice song and the Trolls song and... Um, I don't know the fucking Olaf song. Which, which wh- while which, watching the movie while watching, the movie, while watching the movie was that- funny. The Olaf song, like with the visuals, it helps as yeah. a as a humor thing. But just to listen to, nah, shit.
1: But I thought because you you actually know who who did the voice of of Olaf? Who was it? Don't you, Josh Gad? Who, who, oh, um, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: who initiated the role of um, Elder Cunningham in Book of Mormon?
0: right yeah in the US. yeah i mean it's i mean it's sung fine like it's just this it's kind of a it's kind of an annoying song in a way yeah but anyway um uh, but i thought oh like i haven't actually listened to the tangled music much like only really while watching the movie
1: there's only one actual song
0: pretty well much. no 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 there are a few songs there are a few songs in tangled. um Anyway, I went back and put the soundtrack on. I'm like, oh, like these songs are better than Frozen. Hmm. Um, no, there's quite a few songs in that. There's like Mother Knows Best and oh, yep, yep. Um, the one in the bar, and I think there's one.
1: That's right. I forgot about those. Yeah, yeah. There's I mean, there's it, only it's... one that um, there's only one that uh, what's his name, uh, Zachary Levi sings. Right, maybe yeah. Well, he's I part of. realise that he could actually sing. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: you know, and the one where she's like. Doing all her stuff around the, her house in the beginning and stuff, yeah. Like, it's it's a musical, basically. There's enough, there were a fair few songs, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I actually thought they were better, like more well written than Frozen in a lot of ways. Like Mandy, Moore, it's Mandy Moore, like she can s- fucking sing. Oh yeah, I mean, not that um, uh, um, fuck, what's her name, Kristen but, Bell? Yeah, no, the other one. <laughs> I was gonna, I'm gonna do a John Travolta <laughs> and fucking. <laughs> <laughs> mispronounce it. <laughs> um Adina Me- Adina Menzel. Yeah. Huh? Adina Menzel. What yeah, <laughs> God, I can't remember what fucking John Travolta did. He did something ridiculous. Um anyway, yeah. Like she can sing, like she's got a huge musical theatre background. She was like in wicked and whatever, right? Yep. But yeah, anyway. I liked, yeah, I liked Tangle. Oh, he's, He called it Adele <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. Uh, it's not even that, like, it's not even like... The wickedly not,
1: amazing Adele <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's not even like it's not pronounced how it looks. Like, you just read the syllables. And maybe <laughs> practice it once. But, uh... <laughs> anyway... Anyway, we do tend to go on about fucking musical theatre and Disney films.
1: Which is actually kind of funny, because I still play heavy metal. In fact... Oh, yeah. In the next couple of weeks, Eldritch Rights will be releasing their um, first live album.
0: Ah, yeah. I saw the uh, Homebrew
1: Studios post. Our friend. And Shadow Beast Records. Yes. So... Um, Eldritch writes "Burnin' the Brunny" going to be released on Shadow, Shadow Beast Records in the next couple of weeks. I'm doing the artwork for it at the moment. Nice.
0: Um. Yeah. Well, on that note, haha. Music pun. Haha. Uh, <laughs> I think we'll finish up for the week for the fortnight. Uh, if you want to find us online, listen to our previous episodes, you can go to our website. Uh
1: We can be found at twoswearydads on Twitter.
0: You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash twoswearydads.
1: We have email, so why don't you email us? podcast at com.
0: As with all good podcasts, you can find us on iTunes where you can uh, rate us five stars or above. Review us. Uh, or subscribe to us.
1: Review us with awesome words. Yeah, um, all,
0: all the good words you know. Uh,
1: we'd like to thank Kurodust, um, a band that we were once part of, uh, for their songs, tonight, Party Tonight and Predictive Text. We'd like you to join us on our other podcast, Lame Storming, in which we're going for a record four guests in a row um, next week. So... Join us then to see if we if we reach that that milestone, if not, then it's going to be a bit of fun anyway. It's just a game design podcast in which two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design get together and just try to improvise some game ideas.
0: yeah, it's a lot of fun, so Trevor, do you have any final thoughts today?
1: Um yes, I do. What happens when you die?
0: Go ask your mom.